This is Alan Condon with the Beckers ASC podcast, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Tammy Smittle, who is the CEO of Stonegate Surgery Center in Austin, Texas. Uh, Tammy, delighted to have you on the podcast. I'd love to, before we dive into some questions, hand it over to you to hear a little bit more about your role, your background, and what's going on at Stonegate Surgery Center. Okay. Hey, I'm Tammy Smittle. Um, I am a registered nurse by trade. I've been a nurse for 28 years. Um, I don't tell many people I'm even that old, so that's a secret. Um, So I've been in this business for a long time. I've been in perioperative world this entire time, so surgery is my jam. Um, I recently got my master's, um, I guess, over a little over a year ago. So um, even as old as I get, as I am, I keep trying to learn more into the healthcare industry. Um, I also, so I'm CEO of Stonegate Surgery Center. It's a 5OR multi-specialty surgery center. We're currently doing about 500 cases um, a month, mostly ortho and spine. And then I also oversee a surgical hospital here in town. So I'm dual roles um, with nine ORs at that facility. So I kind of split my time between a surgery center and a physician-owned surgery surgical hospital. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're definitely kept busy anyway <laughs> with all that. A little on. bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. But uh, really exciting and uh, I imagine a challenging but exciting time with a lot of opportunities for yourself. I think I think before we dive in, I know you obviously have a really unique experience and background in that, like you said, you have served as 28 years or so, I believe, as a perioperative nurse. Um, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you've also served as CEO of a couple of hospitals in the past. Um, uh-huh. So what, what, what added perspective or insight do you think that in the perioperative nurse experience is also CEO of the hospital? How have these kind of helped you uh, in making that transition to CEO of an ASC? Um, I'm, I'm curious to like and what were the benefits, challenges yeah. that you experienced when making that move? I, I think surgical nurse, and and I've always been in the OR, I think that it made me such a better CEO. It's made me super successful in my career. Unlike other CEOs, I mean, I'm not saying that we're, not everyone's is not with my mindset, but I'm a true physician advocate. My idea of um, good patient care is if the doctor's happy, the staff's happy, and if the staff's happy, the patients are happy. Um, and And I work really hard to make sure my doctors and my staff are happy. And that's the best way to get quality patient care. And the happier the staff is, the higher my patient satisfaction rates are. So it's been proven over the last several years. So I think being in the OR, understanding um, these surgical procedures, um, understanding the cost of the surgical procedures, it has helped me be able to negotiate with vendors. Um, I already have these relationships with vendors, so that's been a lot easier. Um, Vendors help me get new doctors. Um, So it's, it's been, me being a nurse has, helped me tremendously in the healthcare administration world. I I can't imagine going a different route to my current role. I think it'd be really hard to not have the clinical background. Uh, Yeah, so I've I've been CEO of three surgical hospitals and then four ASCs. So the clinical's the best thing and your doctors will talk to you. I go and mop floors. Doctors are happiest in the middle of the operating room, and they'll talk to you more there, so you can really learn what they need. So, it, me having that clinical background has has given me a step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I ask what was the the driving force? Obviously, you said you had the CEO, a corner office, so to speak, as the of a couple of mm-hmm. hospitals in the past. 
what, what was the driving force behind that decision to, okay, I want to, I want to step into the ambulatory surgery center world and be a CEO in this regard now. It's so much less headaches. I'm a single mom. I have a 13 year old son. Um, I was working at one point. I was CEO of two surgical hospitals. They're two and a half miles apart. I was working mm-hmm. 70 hours a week. Um, I was doing a great job as a, as a worker, kind of a terrible job as a mom. Um, mm-hmm. The ASC world, you don't have to worry about the ER. You don't have to worry about, you know, the inpatient pharmacy. There's just, you know, five-day-a-week headaches instead of seven-days-a-week headaches. Um, it's really nice to have holidays off. So I think that um, I had to make a, a step. I had to make a choice, and um, my choice was I needed to find some type of a happy middle between my career and being a mom, and the best way I could do that was to go into the to the surgery world, um, and I feel like I chose the best company to do that with. I'm with SCA Health, and mm-hmm. man, they sure support their teammates. They support work-life balance, like my boss, my boss's boss. Even above that, I get handwritten letters from, you know, thanking me for what I do. Like, this is a great company. So I, I just had to make that choice. And of course, I was in the ASC for about um, a year and a half when they asked me to, to help with the surgical hospital. So now I'm back. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Fantastic. We'll see how long this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, I think I know interestingly you said, obviously in a, an SCA health facility, I'm going to come back to that in a, with a question or two in a moment. But um, I, I did want to ask you, I think there's a lot obviously going on at any given time, as you, you're well aware of in the healthcare space. But specifically as it relates to ASC and outpatient trends, is, is there any, is there two or three particular trends that you're following that you're excited about in the ASC space and why? Yeah. So for sure, the first one that comes to mind is the higher acuity cases moving safely to the ASC. Super excited, you know, when January 1 rolled, rolled around and we were able to do total shoulders um, in the surgery center. I think we've probably performed since January 1, I think we've probably done about 10 um, at Stonegate alone. So that's been huge for us. Um, we believe we, we can do total joints better than anybody um, here at Stonegate Surgery Center, and we have a bunch of doctors that, that back us on that. So that's some, the number one trend that I'm following. Um, the second trend, and I don't know if it's across the country, but for sure I'm seeing it in Austin, Texas, is the mm-hmm. kind of co-management agreements between healthcare systems and ASC companies. So um, SCA here in town has paired up with Ascension Health, um, that has helped us, you know, on a couple of fronts. A, you know, we have access to payer contracts that that make us work a little bit smarter instead of harder, which is super lovely. It makes everybody's life easier. And then the second piece is that we just have access now to a whole different group of think tanks. Um, you know, we're we're able to pick brains of the chief medical officers for big health systems instead of, you know, our ASC. So. And, and work together and, you know, if their surgeries, their hospitals are maxed out, then, you know, we're happy to throw our hand up going, hey, let's get him credentialed at Stonegate and let's do some cases here. So that's been a huge in Austin and it's been very successful for Stonegate. The third thing that I'm following, and I'm from Oklahoma originally, so I've been really following this, is all the discussions about removing non-competes. Um, mm-hmm. Super excited to see where that goes. I feel like non-competes is a disservice to healthcare. So um, I'm excited to the idea that doctors can be able to pick where they're going without threat of lawsuits or litigation. 
So that would be super exciting um, to see those go away. I, I don't know if that will happen, but I know in Oklahoma they're, they're gone. I know there was talk in Louisiana about them being gone. So I'm, I'm following it, but man, that, I think that'd be a great trend. And I think that'd be a win for patients. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot to unpack there and a lot of really interesting stuff to keep an eye on. What potentially things that are coming down the pipeline this year. I know, as you said, uh, the FTC, I believe maybe April or so, could make a final decision on their proposed non-compete rule that they that they initiated last year. But I, I guess just a quick follow-up on that. I think you, you talked a little bit about the benefits that that would provide there in terms of physicians and, and whatnot. But could, could you expand on that a little bit in terms of for example, if, if a non-compete ban were to come in place from the FTC or even if a state-specific one in Texas, how specifically would, would you see the benefits in your centers or other surgery centers? Uh, just curious to get some insight there. So I think it would immediately affect volume at my facility. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's you know, two big behemoth players or big box uh, healthcare systems, which is Ascension and HCA here in town. And they're, they're pretty competitive, if you can only imagine. So right. when... HCA finds out, you know, there's there's one of their physician partners that are doing cases at um, an Ascension partnered facility. It it can get a little bit sideways, and um, you know, obviously, healthcare systems can't tell doctors where to do cases, but you know, they can encourage them. Um, and so I, I see that a lot. And then um, with with the non compete, I, I feel like these doctors have these two year non competes after they sell out. Um, I don't necessarily believe that that's fair. It'd be great for them to buy in and start making money at a facility without waiting that two years. I, I feel like, um, you know, they do that as punishment. And I just, man, I, I just feel like that's not the right thing to do for surgeons or for any physician. You know, they're they're grown people and they work really hard and they deserve to make money like the rest of us. And so I think that that would help. I think it would help the individual facilities. And I think it would help quality facilities because doctors could pick where they go without having to worry about a 15-mile non-compete. So I think that mm-hmm. high-quality centers would do better, which then, you know, does better for patients. And, you know, there's nothing – competition increases quality. So I think that's why I'm thinking that patients would win on this. You have to work a little bit harder for quality yeah. and for physician satisfaction. You have to work hard for it instead of being just threatened to keep them there. For sure. There's definitely no easy feat in any way, shape, or form. But – um, it really interesting, I guess, like you said, to just keep an eye on some of these regulated, regula- regulatory bodies and what might be coming down the pipeline in terms of non-competes. The, the, other, the other interesting thing that you said that I wanted to kind of pick on before we move on to our last question, um, you had mentioned obviously being an SCA facility and that partnership with Ascension Health. been talking to yeah. quite a number of ASC administrators, physician owners recently, and it just seems the last year, 18 months or so, especially, it really Across, on a national basis, we've seen more health systems, the likes of Ascension, like you'd mentioned, I think Intermountain Health in Utah, Ohio Health, uh, I believe yeah. Memorial Herman as well in Texas, really forming these joint ventures with um, ASC companies, like the likes of Surgery yeah. Partners and whatnot. Uh, I'm curious to kind of, it's a bit of a step away or maybe a development or an evolution in the relationship that we've previously seen in terms of hospitals, health systems, and ASCs. But curious to, to hear your thoughts on kind of the, the added benefit Why? for ASCs in this regard and how that Maybe. relationship is involved. So I think hospitals, I want two fronts. Like, A, the hospitals have to do that now. United Healthcare has been a big push about removing everything, as, moving as much as they can to the ASC in order to save costs, right? 
So hospitals have, have started seeing where they're getting, United Healthcare is making it harder and harder for authorizations in the HOPD. They're wanting it done in the ASC, and now they're calling their, their members and letting them know that it could be done for cheaper and just as safely in a surgery center. So I think that the writing's on the wall for these health systems. So I feel mm-hmm. like they want to keep part of that trend in order for them to keep patients. They're going to have to meander into the ASC world. Like with Ascension here in town, they don't have, I think maybe one full-time like um, surgery center, but the rest of them have been partnered with a different ASC company. And I think that's smart on their part because I, I feel like SCA does ambulatory surgery centers better than any company I've ever worked with. Um, so I think it's, you know, you, you pick the best partner and, and go dance. And I feel like that's what Ascension's done with a, with SCA here in town. Um, as far as why we'd want to partner, man, it's, it's hard to get contracts. Um, it's so hard to get payer contracts. And so it's just a bigger, it's a whole different group that's negotiating these contracts. So, like I said, you can work smarter and not harder. Um, you know, when you're, when you're, busting your tail and it's for sub-Medicare contracts, it's hard to keep your doors open. And I think there's a lot of surgery centers here in town that have closed down since the pandemic related to that. So I feel like it's twofold. A, that the health systems need us right now just because insurance companies are pushing these outpatient cases to the ASC. And then we need them to survive because we can't get contracts on our own. So it's a, been a perfect um, marriage as far as the the SCA facilities in Austin, Texas have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's been kind of that symbiotic relationship. Oh, it's kind of really evolving into its next step now. And love that analogy as well, by the way. Got to pick the best partner and go dance. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, fantastic. I mean, really great insight. You kind of get more insight about what's going on with yourself, your surgery center, also in the Texas market. Before we wrap up, um, I'd love to kind of you said five O or multi specialty AC around about 500 yeah. cases or so a year, primarily in the, at the spine and ortho space. You have mentioned, mm-hmm. obviously, about the um, total sh- shoulder arthroplasty coming in to the ASC as well. But I guess over the next 12 months to 24 months, uh, how are you thinking about growth overall for your Sunday? So I'm going to unique. So, you know, it's saturated in Austin, Texas. It's, you know, it, it's a tight, it's a tight and tough market. And it, so it's hard to grow. So I went a different route. Um, so prior to coming over to SCA, I worked with a, a pain management group, which was not my, my favorite cup of tea I've ever worked with, but I, you learn stuff from every position you go to. And I learned right. a lot about peripheral nerve stimulators. So, but then I took it in a different route. So, you know, with the pain group, it was the pain management physicians that were doing these peripheral nerve stimulators. But I've taken it and run with it with some orthopedic surgeons. Um, so now I have five orthopedic surgeons here at Stonegate that are performing these cases, and they're performing it on patients that have painful post-op total knees or patients that don't qualify for a total knee replacement because of BMI or comorbidities or tibia plateau fractures that have chronic pain post-op, but they're too, they're too young for big cases or post-op total ankles or even painful rotator cuffs. So I've started working with these orthopedic surgeons and I've taught them, and we've had some cadaver labs at my center, showing them about these peripheral nerve stimulators, and it just gives them a solution for their patients that have pain, because you just can't give pain medicine, and you shouldn't give pain medicine like we used to back in the good old days. 
So it's a solution for these orthopedic surgeons. My orthopedic surgeons have been crushing it. I mean, it's, these patients have been doing great. Um, my surgeons are super happy. It's, we actually just had a call with a, a big total joint surgery center that's SCA in Houston to talk to them about it. It's just a solution for orthopedic surgeons, which keeps cases in the ASC, and, and they're profitable cases. So I'm super excited about that. And then, you know, when they're here to do a, a – and I'm the only surgery center in town right now doing them, so that's kind of cool. But then outside of that, you know, if they're here doing two peripheral nerve stimulators, they're also going to bring maybe a total knee and a rotator cuff. So that's kind of the the organic way that I'm growing. Um, like I said, it's competitive, so you just have to think outside the box. And um, my partners are winning. Like I said, these cases are super profitable. So that's worked for us for the last year. And hopefully I, I keep pushing this. I really keep pushing this peripheral nerve stem with orthopedic surgeons because those guys know that anatomy better than anybody. That's kind of a unique way I'm growing. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating to hear about it as well. I mean, um, Tommy, I, I've certainly enjoyed speaking with you today. I mean, certainly learned a lot myself, um, not just about the ASC world, but what's going on in your market in Texas. Certainly a very exciting time, a lot of opportunity, and uh, excited to hear more about your growth the next time we chat. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm-hmm.